You're watching No Go Zone with Henry. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in today. Hope you're having a wonderful Odin's Day this 25th of October 2023. We are, of course, on uh, war alerts here as the war drums keeps beating and uh, it's uh, heating up. War with Iran does uh, not seem out of the picture. We'll uh, talk a little bit more about that later. We'll look at some of the uh, Israeli hostage footage stuff today as well and kind of look at some of the contradictions in terms of what they claimed happened. And, uh, you know, so it's very hard to kind of parse these things out, to be honest. But uh, we have more atrocities on the other side as well, obviously, because we have the bombs uh, flying, uh, you know, <laughs> carpet bombing of some of the parts of Gaza uh, is leading to a lot of dead kids. And so the other side, of course, is, uh, well, getting angered. As that uh, Soviet uh, military commander said, you know, some of the best soldiers make uh, men that have lost everything. And we have a lot of men right now losing everything, including their kids in the Gaza Strip. So I'm not sure this is the kind of enemy you want. Uh, but uh, it looks like maybe the Israelis think they're just going to be able to dis, uh, not dislocate them, but uh, uproot them, I guess, and move the majority of them to the west. And then they can just carpet bomb the rest and basically take over the Gaza Strip. And then they'll uh, move on to the West Bank next. Uh, so anyway, that's some of the stuff we're going to talk about today. You know, just before I went on here, too, like... I really even, like, if I'm busy, like, I don't have time, I don't answer the door. And it's like, someone knocks at the door, I'm, I'm heading to the studio, and it's like, three Bible courses? What is what is this? Like, someone, two little girls want to speak to me about Jehovah's Witnesses? And I was like, I, I, don't, I don't have time. Enjoy life forever. It's a free interactive Bible course offered by Jehovah's Yahweh's Witnesses. Uh, all right, no thanks. I'm, uh, I'm good. All right, anyway. That's how it goes sometimes. I <clears throat> never can seem to start on time with some of these. God damn it. All right, anyway, if you do want to join us, enterpreseum.live slash TV. You can hyper chat over on Odyssey, or you can uh, do a Rumble rant over on Rumble. We'll keep an eye on these throughout the stream as well. I believe Entropy Stream is up and running. Uh, it's been a little bit dodgy here and there, but that's a great way to support the show. I want to start with this here. Uh, we'll talk more about the uh, videos that Israeli officials release in terms of the, you know, kind of Hamas atrocities. Uh, but I want to start with a recent comment by Netanyahu here, uh, who, of course, <clears throat> no surprise, uh, or, or maybe not many will be surprised by the fact that he uh, wheels out the uh, Hanazi card here. Uh, where did that go now? Here it is. Check this out. Dr. Schultz, who visited Israel, said that Hamas are the new Nazis. And as in the Second World War, when the Allies fully supported the French anti-Nazi resistance, today the international community is uniting in support of Israel. For Hamas barbarism not only threatens the Jews, it threatens the Middle East, it threatens the region, it threatens Europe, it threatens the world. Hamas is the test case of civilization against barbarism. And Mr. President, you uh, and the French people have known the horror of terrorism. You experienced it in uh, Nice and Lyon in Paris. You refuse to tolerate this threat. And the people of Israel refuse to have ISIS uh, in a terror enclave on its border. I have to explain. This is not an enclave of ISIS thousands of kilometers away from Europe. It's ISIS in the suburbs of Paris. It's ISIS, you can drive 20 minutes and you reach the suburbs of Paris and you have ISIS there. We cannot live like that. Nobody could live like that. 
Well, who helped to bring them in, Netanyahu? Can we uh, can we finally address that point? This is the the eternal issue that, uh, like normie conservatives, refuse to touch on the, the Zionist, the pro, uh, you know, kind of Israel crowd. It's like, yes, it's a huge fucking problem to have like Islamist militants in in your country or whatever. Uh, but then, like, you know, uh, the Al Qaeda connection, right? To what was it? I, I didn't import it now, but it was like an, an ex-Israeli. Was he was he foreign minister or something? I forget what he was. Basically, admitting that they'd helped to like uh, you know create or support fund uh, you know Al Qaeda at the time. Remember all the 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 what are they called the white helmets, right? Uh, Al Nusra Front. Some people call them Al Qaeda, whatever. These were assets you know in Syria at the time to Israel because they basically helped to destabilize the Assad uh, government, an age old uh, enemy you know to the Israelis. Uh, but uh, surprisingly, they could not Mossad the Assad, which was incredible. But uh, anyway, that's one of those things we we're gonna have to. I do apologize for the, for this. The fact that we had like over and over again, but it has to be repeated. And we, we have a segment on this later, right? Yes, it, there's there's white liberals. There are Catholic organizations that are helping to bring in refugees. Uh, there are a lot of other people along the way that's also helping to do this. But you cannot exclude the Jewish slash Israeli element when it comes to helping to open up our borders and bringing in refugees. It's it's vastly overrepresented uh, in the amount, right? So they've helped to create these problems. And I remember arguing probably over a decade ago now that, yeah, this is partially to garner, uh, you know, support for Israel to get us as Europeans and Westerners kind of aboard more on the page of Israel. Like, yeah, we're we're fighting this, you know, Muslim Islamic terrorist, you know, kind of enemy together type thing. But instead, of course, of deporting them out of our countries, we should just go to war in Israel for Israel over you know their territory down there and not sort of any of our other countries out. But uh, yeah, so the, the the Nazi meme has been dropped. Uh, the other their ISIS, which is of course you know not true. They they what Hamas and ISIS had actually you know problems with each other uh, allegedly. Uh, but that, those are the kinds of things they reinsert into our culture, right? A second Holocaust. These are Nazis uh, and, and all those things that they've programmed primarily westerners here he is in france talking about this right over decades and decades from the schindler's list to the education to the uh you know holocaust denial laws that you're not allowed to question anything around this event uh just just trust us bro right now when we're bringing all this shit out again uh because we're about to you know something else is something else big is about to pop off here soon back to the clip so we are doing everything we need to do to destroy hamas in gaza we will dismantle its uh, terror machine. We will dismantle its political structure. We will make every effort to release our hostages and we'll make every effort to keep Palestinian civilians out of harm's way. It's important to understand Hamas is committing a double war crime. It's not only murdering our civilians, targeting our civilians, doing unspeakable war crimes. They're also hiding behind civilians, their own civilians. What what are they? I I don't know what else they can do though. To be honest, uh, are are they using this as a? I mean, who would not use dead your own dead children as a way to to garner sympathy? It, it, you know, they kind of make it sound like well, you know, they're so brute, they're so barbaric that they just they kind of just throw their own kids like right right where the bombs are dropping. They they throw them in there. Uh, to to kill them, and then they can kind of parade them around with the cameras uh, for for their PR stunt, so they will garner kind of international sympathy, or whatever. Uh, they're they're exerting collective punishment right on the Palestinians. But you know, considering the latest bombing raids and some of the footage we'll look at later, more gruesome stuff. Unfortunately, 
I don't see how anybody could not be pro-Hamas in that strip, uh, you know, in the Gaza Strip right now, considering how they're being treated. But uh, there, there's still apparently even some cooler heads there, which is incredible, right? Uh, maybe next time it says, Jehovah didn't do nothing. Uh, there were no witnesses. Yeah, I wonder what that comes with. The Jehovah's Witnesses. It's interesting. Uh, I'm not sure why I even took that card, but that's how it goes. All right. So <clears throat> so that's uh, that's the Nazi meme, right? we got to do that. So we're going to switch over and look at this. Uh, these claims, right, of the uh, the savagery and ease of Hamas attacks, Israeli video compilation. <sighs> so there's a couple of videos here, and some people release some of it. We'll, we'll look at it. Uh, a grisly montage of video and photographs of Hamas massacre of hundreds of civilians across southern Israel last week highlights the savagery of the attack and the ease which, uh, with which the militant group appeared to operate inside Israel. The footage that the Israeli military showed foreign correspondents Monday including uh, included a photo of a burnt baby. Is that the one Ben Shapiro had first? Since he has uh, his secu- you know, his Israeli security detail and shit like that, Mossad connections, allegedly. I'm not sure. Uh, it sh- but, but we can't see it, though. Uh, it sh- unless it was the one Ben showed, little Benny. It showed gunmen shooting the dead bodies of civilians in a car, militants in the process of beheading a body with a hoe, burnt corpses thrown in a dumpster. Uh, And this is written by Julia Frankel, uh, by the way. So I assume we do have a dog in this little uh, fight here over the AP story. The briefing with reports came as Israel cut off vital supplies with Gaza. Okay, they're going to relitigate. You know, 1,400 people were killed. Uh, that's kind of a new magical number, it looks like. Uh, but look at the Atlantic that they covered here. A record of pure predatory sadism. Officials in Israel screened footage of the Hamas attack for the press. What we share with you, you should know it, one official said. <clears throat> this afternoon, a military base north of Tel Aviv, the Israeli Defense Force held a grisly matinee screening. Oh, that's one hell of a way to put it. Uh, Graeme, Grimey Wood, is that the, uh, was that the guy who went to school with uh, Richard Spencer, is that him? Uh, <clears throat> Grace matinee of 43 minutes of raw footage from Hamas's October 7th attack. Now, ch- listen to this. Members of the press were invited, but cameras were not allowed. <sighs> Hamas had the opposite policy on cameras during attack, which it documented gleefully with its fighters' body cams and mobile phones. Some of the clips had been circulating already on social media in truncated or expurge, expurgated form, expurge, expurge, expurgated, sorry, expurgated form, I assume cut down, something like that. Fancy word there. Uh, with the footage decorously stopped just before beheadings and moments of death. So they... <sighs> okay. <sighs> yeah, I, I, I've, been, I've been over this several times, but I'll say it again. Uh, if if Hamas would do this gruesome shit, I would kind of understand it in a way. I'm not. I'm not. I don't condone it. It's wrong, right? No one should do this. But the fact is, the reality of the situ- situation is when you've been dehumanized for a couple of decades and you've grown up like this, I would assume you don't have too much kind of humanity left to show the other side. Remember, Hamas, they Palestine, they see them as you know occupiers and, and shit like that. As we'll see in a little bit, some of the uh, ho- Israeli hostages seems to kind of contradict this as well in terms of the treatment. Did they kill people? I, I, I'm sure they did. I, I'm sure they killed hundreds. You know what I mean? 
uh, it's just, and some people will criticize me like it doesn't matter what you, what we throw you, you will just always question it, and you always you know kind of believe the other side or whatever. Uh, not necessarily, uh, not necessarily, but but it's just it's just there's the the, the track record, the historical reality of of exaggeration of these claims and I, i'm not sure they need the exaggerations you know what i mean but it seems to be what it what it is turning into it, it's just a, it's just a fact i mean i'm sure there are some things they can point to but a lot of this like well just show us them you, you know what i mean and i was like well we can't show you the beheaded where well where are they you know if you're going to go to fucking world war three over this shit now would definitely be the time to provide the all the evidence, you can still blur shit out or whatever. You can do all these things, but this idea that well, Hamas cut off the foot just before they did it, these gruesome acts, they cut it off, right? And it's like it, it, we'll look at another story later that came out uh, of you know here's uh, Israeli pathologist and here's some of the bodies and stuff and and you know anyway, I'll, I'll show you in a bit. You'll, you'll probably see what I mean. We cut co- we covered it in in uh, Western Warrior as well. I think in more detail than I'll do now because uh, we have a lot to go through today, but just. We, we look we look we are fucking allowed to ask these questions if we're expect you know if the us is going to go to war over this and iran's going to be dragged in and it's going to be fucking nukes flying soon you just you know we are 100% legit in asking these questions like well, did these atrocities really happen because remember this is like a balancing act right well if that happens that you know that means israeli actions of, of bombing civilians and kids in gaza is obviously justified right that's kind of what they're getting at that's what i'm feeling it feels like this knee jerk that we have to exaggerate this this we have to show that this is much more brutal than it actually is i'm sure it was brutal so it's not it's not that right but let's just let's let's uh, let's indulge the the, uh, the that the israeli side here on this right here was a times now 3.7 million subs on, on YouTube, right? Israel, Israel screens raw, unedited, real-time footage of Hamas October 7 massacre. Scarring proof. Scarring proofs shows this. I'm not sure what, what, what they mean by that. Okay. Yeah, there's great gra- Grammy there, too. Yeah, there he is. Okay, we, we might have to check that out later. Eight minutes. There he is, the Atlantic piece author. Uh, author. Journalist describes footage. So they, you have journalists going there. And they're watching it, but then they can't, you can't show this. You have to go and be a secondary layer to tell the rest of the West about this. And you know, call me fucking crazy, but I don't, I don't trust these fucking journalists, okay? And they lie. They make shit up. They just, um, anyway, okay, let's take a look. I'm getting ahead of myself, getting too excited about this shit here. Let's look at the footage and see what they, what, what they did include then. Because it's a lot of like, you know, like in the beginning. <laughs> check this out. I think this one has. Here we go. This video has details of assault and rape. Viewer discretion is advice. Times Now, which is the video we're going to look at, refrains from showing graphic visuals. Well, I thought you were not allowed to show this anyway. To protect dignity of war victims, living or alive. So this, that's that's what they do, right? Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to need I'm going to need proof. Okay, but anyway, let, let's roll. Roll tape. See what they got here. For tomorrow, the government press office will screen for foreign media gruesome and as yet unseen footage of the barbarities perpetrated against our people on October 7th. Fortunately, and I can't believe I'm saying this, and I can't believe that we as a country are having to do this, seeing a Holocaust denial-like phenomenon evolving in real ah, time. Yes. Okay. 
so so here's some of the footage that they did release and a couple of youtube channels also had this exact footage that they included i think this was one of the largest compilations there might be another one out since yesterday uh, that has more but this is one i saw shooting in a car Screens raw, real, real-time raw footage of a mass barbarity during October 7th massacre. This is the biggest evidence yet shared by Israeli media, right? Footage captured by Hamas death squads body cam. Hamas death squads. All right, Israeli spokesperson Elon Levy. What did they say there? Um, death squads. Yeah, okay. Um, Elon Levy announced the screening. That wasn't that important, actually. Uh, Israel witnessing a Holocaust denial-like phenomenon. <clears throat> People casting doubt on magnitude of Hamas's atrocities. Hamas recorded footage to glorify their violence. Well, I'm not sure they did when they hauled off military generals. Footage not to be made public, right, by October 23rd. 43 minutes long graphic footage screened only for Israeli media, it said there too. Although we do have some Western media, does that mean that technically they are Israeli considered a, a Israeli media? The Atlantic is considered Israeli media, I guess. Terrified Israeli journalists shared testimonies after watching raw proof of Hamas's dance. Uh, since of the death. October 7th massacre, the IDF has been collecting footage from body camps taken by the Hamas death squads as they rampage through the communities in southern Israel, butchering everyone in sight. A, a lot of this is repeated with like dramatic music overlaid onto it. Netanyahu released on food, uh, unreleased uh, unedited footage, blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot of this you see them just kind of they're sneaking around some houses they're shooting at a car uh, yeah it's being released footage is being released to foreign journalists also I guess on top of that the decision to show the footage was taken to counter the Holocaust denial like phenomenon evolving in real time <clears throat> now Unfortunately, and I can't believe I'm saying this, and I can't believe that we as a country are having to do this, as we work to defeat the terror organization that brutalized our people, we are witnessing a Holocaust denial-like phenomenon evolving in right, real time. Is that the fourth time we people got it, buddy? are casting doubt on the magnitude of the atrocities that Hamas committed against our people, and in fact recorded in order to... Our folk, right? <laughs> their, blood, their blood and soil speeches here is coming out. Which is fine. They they can have that if they you know if they want that. But fuck, let us have that to them. God damn it. <laughs> so as you can see, we're halfway through here, and it's a lot of the, kind of the same. That it's it's a dash cam. Uh, they're shooting at a car, which is like uh, okay. You I mean, you shouldn't you know shoot you know Israelis or whatever. Uh, but again, I mean they they see them as what like occupiers or invaders, right? They, I, I would assume they don't have much humanity for them, right? Screen for foreign media, gruesome and as yet unseen footage of the barbarities perpetrated against our people on October seventh. This is footage that has not been made public, it and it's still not been made public. Raw and unedited footage from the October seventh massacre for journalists who can stomach the horrific truth. And want to report on what they saw. 
that will take place tomorrow, yeah. Monday, so October 23rd, couple of days ago or north of Tel Aviv at 11.30. All right. Anyway, what else is that they walked in? They showed someone they walked in. Oh, this one here. Check this one out <clears throat> with the... Here's the 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 bio. You just have this Iraqi. Here's the their bio weapons. Check this out. A USB the a USB device was found, according to Herzog, contained directions for making a chemical weapon to use on civilians. It's Al Qaeda material. Ah. Official Al Qaeda material. Yes. We're dealing with ISIS, Al Qaeda, and Hamas. This is what we're dealing with. And in those in. I thought you were dealing with Nazis. What, what's going and on? And in this material... Oh, it's the same thing. That's right. There were instructions how to produce chemical weapons. This is... <clears throat> it speaks about uh, uh, arson and it speaks uh, uh, about uh, uh, various chemicals uh, that uh, come out and produce chemical weapons. Simple as that. Okay. <clears throat> but can we, see, can we see it then? They blurred that out, right? All right. Okay. I, I, that's basically that video, right? So, so basically, we we still there, there are some things we've seen, but but it's not that much, right? And and it it sucks, you know what I mean? But that's just kind of how it is. You just you kind of have to you kind of have to show these things, right? And there's plenty of stuff on the other side, and we'll show you that in a moment too. Um, now let's get to the hostages thing here because this is kind of interesting, and I can't like you know, it seems to be. It seems to be just not fully, <laughs> like, kind of matching up. You know what I mean? And it, it, you know, and again, this will just add infinitum. This is just ne it will never stop. And I saw the comments right. Well, you know, the hostages they they still have their husbands. They told them to act this way. Uh, they told them to say this and that, or they will kill. You know, the, it just goes on and on. So that that's just you know kind of what it is, right? But we, we're we're left with taking at, at, at face value at what we see, what we can get access to, and then extrapolate from that as good as we can, right? You know, in a way, that's just what we get, what we got. Uh, but so here's some of the uh, footage here then of Hamas releasing hostages. Here's Sam Parker, right? We had uh, Flashback Friday a couple of weeks back. Uh, hostages not raped, no broken pelvises, daily medical care, food toilets cleaned with Lysol, clean mattresses. Such are the details given by jo Jovech Lifshitz, 85-year-old uh, hostage, survivor released by Hamas after spending several days as a hostage in the tunnels of Gaza. Beloshi Kimishin shaking her hands with her captors and telling them Salam, or I'm not sure if it's Shalom, I guess it's derived from the same thing, right? Peace uh, slash hello, isn't that what it is? Uh, so there, there's her. And here's the video. And of course, it's, you know, this is, look, I, I'm not, you know, I, I get that this is like, you know, PR on, you're going to have PR on both sides. Look at us. We're very good or whatever. As I said, I'm, I'm of course, there were atrocities on the Hamas side too. There, there's no doubt about it, right? Uh, but anyway, it's just, it's interesting just hearing what 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 matches, because it was just, they were raped, uh, you know, and they were bur burned all these bodies and stuff. And it's like, did, when did they have... Uh, did they do this in the, their tunnels then or something? When, when did they have time to do this? I mean, they, they went over, they sh killed a bunch of people in these kibbutzes and stuff like that. And, I mean, they're very well-armed in those areas too. So they were con they're considered, it's just the reality, right? They're considered like a, a militia, is that the right term? Or like a kind of a, uh, there's some other more detailed terms for that exact terms, which I'm forgetting now. There's one in Swedish, like Hemvan, for example. It's like, they're like a... Um, 
they're not an official military force, but they're still considered to be like part of like the the defense of the country. They they arm their citizens, kind of like the Swiss does, right? They arm their citizens or whatever. So if shit goes wrong or stuff like this happens, they can you know defend themselves. They can they can kill you know uh, Palestinians, Hamas, uh, you know armies and, and shit like that the, from that group. So they were considered enemy combatants. So what can they do? But reasonably, they try to take as many people as they could take back to Gaza to kind of ensure. Uh, ensure that they wouldn't carpet bomb them for for you know for the fact that they had you know Israeli commandos in there they had gen- not generals maybe but they had different military people there they had old people like this they had kids they took kids apparently right as a, as an insurance policy essentially anyway here's the footage of uh, them releasing this old lady here let's check this out. Is there, is there audio in this? I don't think there is. I thought it was later, maybe. Maybe there's not. Yeah, I guess there's not. So we don't know what they're saying. At least in this clip. We have another clip of her talking later here, this lady, right? <clears throat> Point is that they seem to be um, pretty... I don't know. They're, they're not, you know, trembling in fear or whatever, right? I, I mean, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's bizarre, right? Is it bizarre? I thought this one had audio in it because she said we can... Oh, here it is. Okay, it comes in here then. Here we go. Yeah, because she has like shalom to her or something. Or to, to the Hamas fighter. It's okay, let's go. It's okay? Let's go. You go with this one? Shalom, salam, salam. Shaking hands and shit. You know what I mean? Hmm. Okay, interesting. Let's uh, check the other interview out here. <laughs> and look, she's old or whatever. I'm sure that obviously this is hell for her, like being taken and all that shit. So I'm not trying to downplay like this is this sh- should have happened or whatever. But I'm just saying, look like their needs w- were met and they, w- they weren't like, you know, brutally massacred or slaughtered or had their bones crushed or whatever. You know? There was somebody with us who was injured. And there was a paramedic with him. They brought him in a better condition. But after four or five days... Yeah, so they say, you know, they say that were, you know, the, their needs were met to whatever. Uh, she got hurt in the ribs, had trouble breathing. Her, uh, her watch and jewelry were taken from her, according to the statement. Uh, let, let's see how much she, she uh, mentions in the clip here. So I'm not saying see, things were great for her. I'm not trying to say that either. I'm just saying... Uh, and there's another uh, eyewitness or hostage that we look at later too, and it just, um, you know, it's it doesn't really kind of 100% match up with with the media line so far. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm trying to say here. Okay. There's all right. No improvement. Each person had a guard watching him or her. They took care of all their needs. So, so doctors there that took care of all their needs, she says. Here who know what feminine hygiene is, they make sure that we get everything we needed. Uh, 
Question or not? Dido, giuro che se mi stai solo su di lei io ti spello vivo. All right, there's a little bit of confusion. She's like 85 or whatever, so, so I kind of get that. It's a little confusion. <clears throat> oh, maybe that's what's going on. They they, they propagandized her into telling, t- you know, sharing the story that uh, all her all their needs were met and there were doctors there and shit. But anyway, uh, as a third-party observer, Sam Parker says here, has been critical of Israel's disproportionate retaliation against innocent Gazans. This is what you call them Palestinians, but it's fine. It's fine, Sam. <laughs> I likewise condemned Hamas for beating this woman and stealing her stuff. Well, obviously, right? Unnecessary, wrong. I understand uh, prisoners of wars are a reality of war, but making hostages of elderly civilians is wrong. So I'm glad Hamas did the right thing in taking care of her and then releasing her. I'm tremendously glad that she and others of her group are going to be all right. It's a huge sigh of relief. May the rest of the hostages come home okay as well. And in addition, may the IDF stop collectively punishing thousands of innocent Gazans for the heinous actions of a few. Which, um, which is, you know, we're, see- we're seeking uh, balance, right? And, and, and objectivity, right? What, what, what's going on? And uh, because the mainstream media is, unlike what I've heard from some right-wing commentators saying, like, oh, the media is on Hamas's side, you know, kind of thing. It's like, I have not seen much of that. Maybe there's like a real kind of like in a far, you know, far left fan sh- fa- faction or whatever. I think even, uh, you know, as much on the MSNBC network has been like, uh, you know, uh, you know, pro-Israel, basically. They're like super hardcore, you know, kind of anti-white for Americans, for Westerners and shit like that. But on this side, they're, they're super hardcore kind of pro-Israel, right? Uh, so we got that. Here's another one. Um, why are hostages saying they were treated well? They're hostages, which is awful itself. So why are so many people embellishing their situation and saying they're being tortured? Uh, this is from uh, Mario Nafal here. Uh, breaking Israeli hostage exposes a disturbing account. In shock and revelation, Israeli hostage Yasmin Porat has raised disconcerting questions about the tragic events of 7th. We can listen to it. It's subtitled underneath, so I guess I can read uh, over that here. Uh, okay, here we go. So we were about 12 hostages and 40 terrorists that were guarding us. I'm keeping the story short. Did they harm you? They didn't harm us. They treated us very humanely. Humanely? Yes. What does that mean? Humanely. They guarded us. They gave us something to drink now and then. When they saw we were anxious, they calmed us down. It was very frightening. But no one behaved towards us violently. Luckily, luckily for me, nothing... That's too fast for me there. Luckily for me, nothing happened to me like what I've been hearing about in the media. Horrible, terrible things happened. Right? But after two and a half hours, in short, at the beginning, there was nobody with us from the security services. We were the ones who called the police together with kidnappers. The goal of the kidnappers was to abduct us to Gaza. One of the terrorists wanted to surrender to to the police. This terrorist wanted... Uh, Dessers was the one I conversed with during these two hours. I also spoke with some of the other kidnappers who had kept us hostages. He then decided to use me as a human shield. Yeah, wonder why, right? I found this out afterwards. 
He called to me and we started leaving the house under fire. We shouted at that point to the special forces who had gotten there to stop shooting. Yeah. Translation may be a bit wonky here. And they heard me and they stopped. Okay, so she picked like, hey, whoa, stop, you know. I saw on the grass of the kibbutz there. Five or six hostages lying on the ground outside from the massacre in the line of fire between our forces and the terrorists. The terrorists shot at them? No. They were wounded in the exchange of fire. See, it wasn't intentional. So obviously what they're doing here, much of what I believe is the outcome of the uh, the little uh, rave there in the Israeli desert somewhere or uh, on um, Palestinian land, right? When the uh, hang gliders and all that shit came in, is it that many of those, as far as I understand the situation in hindsight, this could be wrong, right? But they were actually caught in the crossfire uh, and they were actually injured by just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's, I could be wrong in that, but maybe there's more details that have come out, but that seems to be, at least for now, what was actually going on there. Uh, there was heavy firing going on, so they could have been shot by our own forces while they were trying to eliminate the uh, kidnappers. Absolutely. It's painful for me. They fired on everyone there, including the hostages. The exchange of fire was very intense. See? And it was the same at this rave dance party, uh, allegedly. I was freed around 5.30. At 8.30, the fighting ended after some wild exchanges of fire. Even some tank shells were fired shit at this tiny kibbutz house. Holy shit. I wasn't you could see. So who's who's using who here? I don't know. This is, this is odd, right? Yeah. It wasn't a big place. At that point, everyone was, what, killed? Yeah. yeah, at that point, everyone had been killed and it was quiet except for garbled. And that was that. So how did everyone die? And the firing back and forth. So, the, so again, he asked him, they could have been shot by our own forces. Absolutely, she says. It's fucking war, right? And of course, the other side will use this uh, to its advantage, obviously, right? But we've heard, I think this was a clip from today or yesterday here. This is the ex, the former then, Israeli uh, prime minister. Not Bennett, what was the other guy's name? Fuck, I forget his name now. Not Naftali Bennett, the other guy who was like serving... 50-50, half of the time. Forget his name now. You might recognize him if you follow these kinds of things more regularly. Uh, but of course, now Netanyahu is in again. But uh, listen, to what he, listen to what he says here. If the international media is objective, it serves Hamas. If it just shows both sides, it serves Hamas. Oh, really? How's, how's that? <laughs> it's a, kind of an interesting thing. Kind of a, I don't know. Wouldn't you want to be as objective as you possibly can at this at this time, right? It's kind of odd, isn't it? All right. Anyway, so yeah. So the the, the point is, this is the it's a second Holocaust. We've heard this over and over. It's a nine eleven. Uh, on Saturday morning, the kibbutz was where I was born and grew up. Woke up to a massacre, to a second Holocaust. Families living in the kibbutz were gassed, burned, slaughtered, killed, and kidnapped. People who survived the Holocaust founded themselves facing another one, uh, with some of the uh, comments from the Daily Mail regarding this uh, this thing here. Now, there was a whole clip. It's like 10 minutes. We're not going to have time to look at it, but it was kind of interesting. An Israeli guy kind of just laying out some of the, 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 the evidence that seemed to suggest that this was either a 
intentional, you know, uh, you know, dropping of your guard, essentially, right? But, but from Israel's point of view, uh, they knew it was going to happen. They dropped their guard. They let it happen. You have this other layer to this of like, well, how involved is Israeli intelligence today in Hamas? You know, what I mean, is this back and forth? Is both sides being being played by the same entity to ramp up? You know, there's all these questions, uh, which I think we're, you know, which is at a time like this reasonable task doesn't mean you have to believe all of the theories out there but you can you can speculate you know what i mean uh but anyway 10 minutes kind of interesting since an israeli guy and he lays out some other stuff there too let's see if we can link it up maybe i'll put it on like our telegram something later for more in-depth uh but we have so much other stuff we got to go to this was going around quite a bit so so uh it's interesting and, it, and it's possible right so here's the, here's the other one and we looked at this in the western warrior show the member show we do uh over the uh start of the week here According to members of the international team of forensic pathologists examining the bodies of the victims, Hamas terrorists committed unfathomable atrocities on 10-7. Among the images were those of charred hands with mass marks that reveal the victims' hands were bound behind their backs with metal wire before being burnt alive. Uh, Asked if they were decapitated, Kugel answered yes, although he admits that given the circumstances, it's difficult to ascertain whether they were decapitated before or after death as well as how they were beheaded. Uh, Yeah, okay, they could be decapitated when they die, maybe. Uh, At the top there, it says, Forensic pathologists, including Israeli staffers as well as volunteers from abroad, were visibly disturbed by the evidence before them. Uh, Despite every effort to remain objective and detached, as called for by the profession, many broke down in tears throughout the day. And we'll look at the story in a moment here. Uh, International team of forensic investigators. It says Israeli pathologist plus unnamed international volunteers. Plus, none of the press who was invited and came was named. Who other than this small media company has seen the evidence? And I think it's a good question. Who's, Who's seen the evidence? It seems to be very locked down right of like what who can get access to what and at what point and all this stuff right but here's one of the pieces evidence on display at israel's forensic pathology center confirms hamas atrocities uh and even the top image and i pointed this out in in the member show uh but i'll show it show it again here for those of you who are not members but uh please go sign up because that's a much more detailed uh involves you know look at this stuff but they they show a body, a charred body there, right? And this is you know <clears throat> you know gruesome stuff, and you know if it's you know real or whatever. Uh, but the interesting thing, I mean, it's just, yeah, you got be this this kind of stuff you got to do. The entire body is charred, but the hair of the person is still still there. And I just isn't that odd? Am I am I, am I crazy? Is that is that not a what's what's going on with that? Right? The whole body is charred allegedly. Let me go back there so you can see. Uh, but uh, the hair is still there. I don't know. You, you tell me what's going on with it. Here's the hands then of the victim. Uh, he, here's this other weird picture. Chard remains at a CT scan. And, you know, again, very restrictive in terms of media. We're not going to air it to everywhere. We'll air it to these, excuse me, journalists, and then they go on to tell in second story to the stuff. Were there atrocities? Yes, I'm sure there were. I'm sure there were people who were burnt alive. Maybe there were people beheaded and stuff like that, right? Uh, we just we just don't know, but but why are they so restrictive and who can see what and and, and stuff like that, right? Uh, and it's very managed. So this was some weird kind of deformed thing, and it apparently it shows two people that were bound together and burned alive by Hamas terrorists. 
Two spinal columns, one of an adult and one of a child, can be seen in the scan. Uh, the pair were likely embracing as they burnt. What, what, what would do this? Would just regular fire do this? You can even see the ribs there. I can't draw on the screen here now, but like kind of the top right portion there of the of the CT scan, they're kind of like woven into each other. And it's supposed to be of a child and a parent, but it looks like the column of both spines are equally large. I don't know. You know, people are like, oh, you're so insensitive for asking these questions. And I'm like, well, I, I want to know if we're going to go to World War Three over this. I, I, we better need some evidence. Uh, but, you know, it's a lot, you know, you know, international team of forensic Israeli forensic experts and stuff like that. And uh, it was more photographs of of the pathologists than of the actual, you know, kind of evidence. Here's some of the body bags, apparently. But here's another curious one. Maybe there's maybe there's perfectly um yeah, perfectly reasonable explanations for how this happened, right? In many cases, bones without so much as a speck of extractable DNA are all that's left. So we can't find out who, well, who was this? Can we get into, no, you, you can't, okay? All right, all right. For that reason, Q Kugel, this is one of the experts here, said some victims' families would be right to fear the worst. They're showing here bone fragments from victims killed by Hamas in southern Israel. Anthropologists and forensic pathologists are sorting through the pile. The remains belong to at least three individuals. DNA sampling will not be possible. How do you get bones? Is that Does that happen when it's brittle and it's burnt and it just kind of falls apart? Or were Hamas smashing their, their bones with with hammers like that? Or have they had or did they break it up to try to extract it? Maybe that's what they try to do, right? I'm just I'm just asking questions here. I'm not I'm not trying to, you know, say they're faking all of this. Um but I think we're I think we're entitled to asking these questions. Because there's so fucking secret all the secrecy. Well we have all the Israeli officials have all this footage. But uh, we're not going to show anybody, all right? Just trust us, bro, because you know we're we're about to go to war with Iran and shit over this. I don't know. I just, I, I just, I just think it's curious, is it not? Maybe next time over on Odyssey says is uh, if this is Israel's 9/11, uh, is the systemic killing of Palestinians and their children another version of a Holocaust? Uh, if killing of Palestinians and their children another version of a Holocaust, I'm not sure. Um, I would assume. Well, no, technically, if I'm understanding your point correct. Because uh, in in there in the 9/11 it was like a bunch of Americans killed, right? Well, uh, well, I guess you're true. If you uh, swap out Palestinians for Israelis, if you're thinking that they dropped their guard intentionally to let some of these atrocities happen, you know, to break a couple of eggs to make an omelet, make a greater Israel omelet, if you will, uh, maybe they did sacrifice some of their own and, and said, you know what, fuck those people in the kibbutz, we'll we'll use them. Now a lot of commentators, Scott Ritter and some of these others, have said basically. And even the guy who did the little, uh, this is, uh, you know, uh, this is a f most likely false flag, this Israeli guy, in the end he said the only other option, if, if this is not true, is that the Israeli military is so incompetent that it's like a, a national disgrace to Israel. And Scott Ritter made that point as well. They're basically super incompetent, despite having all the surveillance, all the technology and shit, and it's like, is that possible? Sure, that, that's also possible. Uh, but regardless, regardless, beyond all that, they could, you know, blur out the worst parts or whatever. You know, you still have them to show faces or stuff like that. But there's things you can show without giving away identities and stuff like that to garner then the sympathy uh, you clearly, Israel, need right now. Because a lot of footage is coming up of you, like, m murdering kids in the Gaza Strip. 
And I don't think that looks too good for you. So I would assume you would sh really show the other gruesome side. And and for some reason, we're n we, okay. We got some of it, right? These bodies and the bones crushed and shit like that, right? But some of the on the other side, no, we're just not seeing that. So that's some of the questions I have at this point. Uh, basically, I, I I can't fucking figure out what's going on, hundred percent. But uh, we we are entitled to ask these questions. So in the wake of this. Israel has called for the quote-unquote total destruction of Hamas while at the United Nations. Uh, here's a clip of one of the representatives uh, from Israel uh, at the UN de uh, detailing this. I hear the call for proportionality. I hear the calls, as said before, for a ceasefire. Tell me. What is a proportionate response for killing of babies? For rape women and burn them? Well, your side is killing babies too, but bro. For beheading... So what's their proportional response then? What they did? I mean, this will just go on and on forever, right? How you can agree to a ceasefire with someone who swore to kill and destroy your own existence? How? The proportional response to October 7 massacre is a total destruction. A total destruction to the last one of the Hamas. It is not only Israel's right to destroy Hamas, it's our duty. It's a duty. For Israel, it's a matter of survival. Well, you helped uh, fund them, right? When they were nascent uh, organizations. So I guess if you, uh, if you made them, I guess you can destroy them as well. The only problem is, of course, uh, there's not many places uh, where uh, Hamas could, uh, uh, you know, could hide or whatever. So as they bomb residential buildings, you have a lot of footage of kids being hauled out. And I will show some of that later here, too, to show you the other side here. The free world should remember and never forget what happened on October 7th. Today, this barbaric terror hit Israel. Tomorrow, it will be at everyone's doorstep at everyone doorstep <clears throat> see that's the thing right let me listen to that again today this barbaric terror hit israel tomorrow it will be at everyone's doorstep at well it, it kind of already is buddy look at what's happening in most western nations right now and of course islamic terror has been significantly worse in uh, European countries that it has in, in, say, America, although there's been some there too, right, with the, you know, Boston bombing, if that's not, you know, fake or whatever, but uh, everyone always jumps on the, oh, it's a false flag, obviously, that's it, case, case closed, eh, I'm not so sure about that. Uh, there's plenty of cases, though, where we don't need these, even if there's, even if the few of them were, like, false flags, we don't need those to show how utterly chaotic and, and, uh, What's the word I'm looking for here? Failure is not, it's not strong enough, right? But uh, what another travesty, multiracial, multi-ethnic countries in the West have been, have become, are now, right? Gang rapes, gang criminality, uh, you know, grooming gangs, this kind of shit, right? Uh, humiliation crimes of our teenagers, stabbings, robberies, endless, there's bombings of our houses now in Sweden. Right, all this stuff that's happened—it's already on our doorstep. What do you think Bataclan massacre was about? Uh, you know, the the truck attacks right in Nice, the Manchester bombing in the UK, 
the killing of kids in Sweden by this other uh, truck that was stolen by some Islamic jihadists or whatever. Uh, and of course, we have to circle back around to, well, who helped to open our borders? And that's what a thing. It, it could be to garner sympathy for us, but at the same time, the Israeli side and some of the Jewish interests that have helped to open our borders are now kind of almost reacting in shock that like, what happened? Whoa, these pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian protests in the West, right? McDozer over on interview, good to see you, McDozer, says, if someone wants to kill you or make an example out of you as a hostage, you don't, you do not go free. Israel is uh, pushing their hollow propaganda into modernity. Let's pivot away from that point. White folk will have to face the victory, uh, victor regardless. Yes, uh, be well, Henrik. Keep up the awesome work, brother. Thank you, uh, McDozer. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, we have to, we do have to take our own uh, uh, side. Uh, this is my point in all of this as well. But we we got to show some of this here first. Uh, some of the atrocities on the other side. Uh, enlightened despot says neocons and pro-Israel Westerners live vicariously through Israel. They get the image. Or they get to imagine what it's like to have one of those forbidden ethnostates. Wow, this is great. Yeah, exactly. They, they, I mean, you've seen plenty of yeah, but you have blood and soil speeches on the uh, in the uh, you know conservative Inc. camp, the MAGA camp of sorts, if you if that's what you want to call it, right? The right wing uh, Zionist uh, you know kind of faction, the Christian Zionist camp and stuff like that too. They're more concerned about Israeli you know blood and soil than they are about their own European blood and soil. Of course, a lot of the commentators are are, are Jewish, so they have a dog in this fight. They they're you know they stand with Israel because that's 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 their ultimately ultimately that's that's their home. Just like Jonathan Greenblatt explained, you don't even have to be religious. He said in the clip we played it in the Western Warrior again. You don't have to be religious. You can be a liberal Jew, but we've heard about Zion for our entire lives. We've all of us, right? He's apparently speaking for all Jews too. And there's some that oppose this. I understand. I get that too, right? But the overwhelming majority of of these guys, right? They are pro-Jewish state, there's an ethno-state, there's the Zionist state, it's for them, whatever. But Jonathan Greenblatt in this clip, he goes on and say he's, you know, if we pray to Zion for 2,000 years, it's just part of our blood, it's part of the makeup of who we are. And if you criticize Zionism, you're, you know, it's genocide, right? <laughs> Anti-Zionism is genocide. So he's doing his, you know, uh, uh, diversity is white genocide, right? Replacement is white genocide. He's doing, he's doing his a blood and soil speech, which is just incredible. Considering their history and how they worked against us for these kinds of, uh, uh, you know, against Europeans on these kinds of issues. So, and we'll talk more about that later, you know, what, what some of the other side is, is, is saying. But uh, so here's some of the bombings that have been happening. And this is, of course, what they're talking about. We're going to level all this stuff. We're dealing with, you know, monsters. These are these are animals. We've, we've played uh, Yuav uh, Galant's comments uh, in, in the past. Many times, reminder, Gaza won't return to what it was before, is the Israeli defense minister. We will eliminate everything. If it doesn't take one day, it will take a week. It will take weeks or even months, he says. We will reach all places. There's no way that our brothers, our children, our parents will be killed. And we won't react because won't react because we are a state so we understand that Hamas wanted to change the situation it'll change back 180 degrees he'll turn on his head he says and they will regret this moment they will regret it right but anyway they will remove everything right we're, we're going to limit everything 
Uh, I thought this was the speed when he mentions like they're human animals. So is this not the one? Anyway, there's a couple of these. Fly- there's a couple of these flying around. He he definitely said that another one. There's there's others that have said those very things as well. Uh, okay, so here are some of the clips of some of the re- most recent uh, bombings of the Gaza Strip. Of course, again, for newcomers, this is so highly and densely populated. Uh, a lot of the kids, they have a uh, <clears throat> super high birth rate, by the way. So most of the people are like 50% or like under 18 or 21, I think, or something like that. So most of the people you uh, target here are going to be kids. That's just a fact, right? Uh, but this collective punishment, right? So it's not really, it's so densely populated, they can't really hide anywhere, right? So you'll kill. Oh and I will show you the massive destruction that happened to the Zahra city in the middle of the Strip. More than 14 residential towers got destroyed by the Israeli airstrikes. Yeah, here's one. Imagine right. how many people have been homeless and lost their places, like like Gaza need a new Nakba. There you go. All right. So it's uh, it's a little bit. So here's a segment. Uh, again, with some of the latest uh, gruesome footage. So if you don't want to watch this, uh, turn off the audio for, uh, what do we have here? Uh, a couple of minutes. Do do, do th- three minutes here, in case I comment on top. Here, here is some of it. Sensitive viewers, uh, look away then. <laughs> Common here is that oh they're using their kids as a shield. Really? Hamas was hiding behind the kid, right? Horrific. I mean, I'm not sure how many more dead bodies they can haul out of here before you're like, all right, this is fucked up. I mean, well, what are they supposed to do? Well, I mean, yeah, when the when you have the other side, no orthodox rabbis and shit talking about like how we we need to exterminate them all or whatever. And we'll look at a couple of some of those clips in a bit here. You get to kind of wonder like, well, this seems to be official policy. Uh, here's another child. This is gruesome here too. <laughs> This is fucking horrific, man. Holy shit. <sighs> so they're sh- they're showing this. I mean, they're showing these kids being, you know, blown up and massacred and burnt and, you know, scarred and, you know, have legs and limbs missing and shit. Here's another one. A, f- a father with a one one-year-old here. <laughs> Palestinian father holds his dead one-year-old daughter. You think he's going to side with Hamas? 
He's like fighting back. I ironically, maybe he won't, right? It was like, oh well, there are they're all terrorists. Well, you you made if that's true, you fucking made them, right? I have a soon-to-be one-year-old daughter. I I I, can't, I cannot even fucking imagine. You know what I mean? And it it doesn't justify you know them kid, kid, kidnapping kids or whatever on the other side, but like holy shit, you know what I mean? <clears throat> Regardless, no, they, in our countries, no, they're not our greatest allies. You know, I mean, they're, they're not going to stand with us. And yes, the whole pro-Palestinian movement in our countries is is all about anti-whiteness and anti-colonialist. And they see basically Israel as a European colony, right? And that's, you know, that's what it is. But in the region, in where they are, in their homeland, I, I support them. And this is this is wrong. I support, you know, the Palestinian people here. This is wrong. And then, of course, on top of that, you do have clips when I'm talking about this. We need to uh, not leave anybody alive, kill women and children. Look, if there's commentators in like right-wing circles in Western countries, they get their channels shut down and lose bank accounts for taking the... None of us are saying shit like this. We need to leave no one you know, alive. You kill them all. No one, I, I don't know anybody who's more than like tongue-in-cheek or someone trying to be funny or edgy or some shit like that, right? It's like we well, we need to start taking our own side, folks. We got to stand up for ourselves. You know, being white is great. You know, or like it's okay to be white. You know, that's <laughs> the extent to it. If you have a bunch of fucking rabbis coming in saying this, you're like, if we had religious leaders and and people who are like part of the what looks like the the, the religious kind of establishment, whether they're in Israel or other parts of the world, but they're obviously speaking here about Zion and Israel and, and Jewish people and things like this, right? These people would be censored and banned. I, I, I haven't checked out too many of like the YouTube channels. We spoke to Adam the other day. He said some of these YouTube channels are they're they're, they're huge. They're big. They're being promoted almost. You know what I mean? But anyway, so here's a here's a couple of those uh, clips. Here here's one. Right, listen to uh, this rabbi here. There is no because the retort is always well. They, they, it's just the one random rabbi. But like the it's not though. It's a virtually a conveyor belt of these kinds of clips, clips nonstop. We can't even, there's so many of them, we, we don't even have time to play them. Mercy. You may think you're being merciful to a child, but you're not being merciful to the child. You're being vicious to the ultimate victim that this child will grow up and kill. Because the ideology that that child will grow up with is even worse than the ideology of his father. Hence the reason why the Torah in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 20, verse 16, says, Rules of war, Lo Do not allow anyone to remain alive. Nothing. No mercy. Furthermore, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 25, verse 19. Machoed Zecher Amalek. Completely erase any memory of Amalek. Which means men, women, and children, the Torah says, do not have the right to exist. Yeah, so you get you got clips like that. Now people, yeah, Amalek is Europeans, and people are, you know, the Palestinians or whatever the point. But that's like a... a a stance many of them have when it comes to other foreign uh, ethnic groups, right? Here's another one. This is, I think, this is from uh, 
I saw this on rents.com, but it's using some of uh, Adam Green's No More News uh, clips from this here. Listen, listen to this. There's some uh, in, um, segments in between with like an AI voice of, uh, uh, what's his name again? Uh, well, it's a big club. No, your name. What's his name? Colin? What the fuck is his name? The, the comedian. Anyway, it'll come to me here. Uh, but anyway, in between them. But anyway, the point stands, uh, the, the clips stand on their own, really. Obliterate Hamas, you see. And what Israel has to do, which I'm hoping, of course, they will, is they are going to what's called raise Gaza. They're going to destroy it. What is important to understand what the logic of the war is based on the divine plan. There is no permission from the Torah to have any mercy whatsoever during war. That's the guy again. Not on children, not on women, not on anybody. They're absolutely out of their minds. Who talks like this? They're like dormant locusts coming awake as they've done over the millennia when they've been expelled from countless kingdoms, city-states, and nations. It's understandable if they harbor such animus against their hosts. Do you think Jews have pity for women and children? Absolutely not. What's the- his name? We have the voice they used here, but I, I'm not sure who wrote that, but it, it was linked up on, on rents.com. That's where uh, uh, this compilation is from. Oh, what's his name again? Forgetting that. Anyway, the following cruel gaggle of bloodthirsty Jews are not isolated crazies. The mask is off and the crazier Jews are simply enunciating what they normally hide from us non-Jews or Gentiles as they call us. These George Carlin, that's right. Thank you, uh, Crispy13. That's right. must be rooted out of public office. Look at the key posts they hold, yet they're less than 2% of the American population. Yeah, Brandon the Great had it too on Odyssey. Thanks, guys. How can this be? Their nepotism must not... And the Sasquatch. Thank you. Be countenanced and their rapacious behaviors must be checked. The Congress and government must be purged and cleansed. I'll tell you this the- AI thing, though. Like, with, man, when that really, like, people are going to be so confused. Look, I know they're going to do some, like, digital, this is off topic here, really, but like some digital system, obviously, of like authenticity. If every video that's uploaded to be filtered through this authenticity, I, I get all that would happen. But in the meantime, until that's been done, a lot of people are going to be very confused. And of course, once they have that system in place, they could fuck with their heads to such a capacity. We, no one will know what's real anymore. But it's 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 amazing what you can do these days, right? There's George Carlin, uh, Carlin going off on uh, on Jewish Zionists here. These dual citizen freeloaders loyal to Zionism and Israel, or they're going to drag America into a war against the world. It's Israel's war. We're now awake to the Zionist Jews. They've overplayed their hand once again as they've done over and over in history. Now listen to these heartless lot delighting at killing women and children. Please excuse me as I go somewhere to be sick. But the point is right here that Hashem say, do not have mercy on the children. Kill all their children also. Why? There's no difference between them and their children. In 10 years from now, these children will attack you on the way. Hashem knows, God knows. We're not playing by your rules. We're playing by the rules of the Torah. The verse in the whole Bible, it says, Happy is the one that takes the, the infants of Babel and of Edom and smashes them on the rock, just like they did to us. The last, and this is what we say before benching. Right? That's the end of this. Light unto the nations, folks. Morality, right? Monotheism, this is what it is. Of course, this is what they... What happened to what uh, pagan babies as well? Some classic stories of smashing uh, uh, pagan babies' heads against uh, the rocks or whatever. <laughs> it, 
the ultimate uh, this this monotheism thing that's the only you know that's the most important that we brought morality to the world right how many of those clips have we played uh we're the light unto the nations it's only through us that we are we're the in the go between the intermediary we're the chosen by yahweh uh, and it's only through us that uh, you know uh, morality was f finally brought to the world right prevent or prevent again i'll go innocent infants happy is the one that takes the infants and smashes them and kills them on the rock and then we then we bless Hashem for the food that, that we ate you kill all men and all women even babies who breastfeed there you go all right just clips there from Adam uh, doing great work all right stop that there how do we get out of this can we not get out of that all right let's see there we go uh okay so <clears throat> what can you say i mean it's okay well i it's just a random oh really now like every other week there's new clips coming out from some of these you know uh, see through it all on twitter pulls out good clips uh Abrahamic World Order does good clips. So Adam does good clips. It, it just there's a number of other. I'm forgetting some of them now, right? But uh, it's not just. It's not a one-off. Okay. If if this was the other side, that would use that as fuel in the in the war effort. And and are some of them screaming to, to kill them all? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. After the clips we've seen. Anyway, so Israel is still contemplating a ground invasion of uh, Gaza here latest from I think this is from today linked up by the Sun uh, from the Israeli army uh, the defense ministry Israel is ready for a ground operation in Gaza he says I want to make this clear the IDF is ready for a ground operation and will take a decision together with the political echelon regarding the manner and timing of the next stage we are conducting a war. At this stage, there are tactical and strategic factors that gives us more time. Like bombing them, right? To improve and take advantage of every minute in order to be more prepared. The IDF is ready for ground operations and will take a decision together with the political echelon regarding the manner and timing of the next stage. Maybe I'm not sure if he's saying exactly the same thing. Maybe as means it's uh, someone handed them the script. Say this anyway. That's you all of you of Galant right there. Uh, so I guess they're moving ahead with that. By the way, someone showed this. It's kind of interesting. I didn't see this before. This is a little bit of a side issue. Did you guys know this? The Karmanids, the Karmanids, uh, also known as the Emirate of Karman uh, and Be Beliak of Karman. Was one of the Anatolian Beyliks be be centered in south central Anatolia around the present day Karman province from the mid 14th century until its fall in 1487? The Karmanid dynasty was one of the most powerful Beyliks in Anatolia. A, chief, a Turk, Turkic title for chieftain. Okay. Uh, but anyway, someone pointed out here an interesting flag they had there. The flag of Karmanids, according to Abraham. Kresk's uh, Catalan Atlas. They used a blue six-edged star in the medieval times. The star was popular Islamic symbolism, uh, known as the Seal of Solomon due to the belief that King Solomon was a prophet, blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, and it was, oh, well, who else had this here? I haven't seen this before. It's small. Er, let me see where to go here. Oh, that's definitely not it. Okay, we missed that link. Whatever. So someone linked it up to on the uh, uh, on Twitter. But anyway, just a, just a side note there. Okay, uh, let's move on here. I want to play a little bit of the Alex Jones clip that was going around, and I want to play a little bit more of it too, because <sighs> there are some interesting comments here, right? And and it, and it speaks to this issue of kind of the de- degradation, really, over this issue of the Israel-Hamas uh, war and the extension of it. And I'm sure it's going to, you know, expand into Israel. I'm sorry, into Iran here at some point, right? That's what it looks like. Uh, but a lot of people are like anti, no, don't give any money to Ukraine, don't support Ukraine, all the media is pushing for war in Ukraine, blah, blah, blah. When when the shift came and it switched over to Israel, there were some of People were like, no, we, now we're with the Israel chip has been installed. We need to be pro-Israel. Uh, we're with the media here 100%. We're backing them up. But there have been some claims here, right, that like uh, Alex does in this uh, uh, Steve Bannon interview here. This is the one where he famously talks about how, you know, if, if I was in charge or what they need to do, they need to carpet bomb Gaza with like Moabs or whatever. Uh, but anyway, some weird some weird takes. And, and in my view, like, you know, logical uh, you know somersaults here bending backwards uh, you're just twisting yourself to try to find well blackrock is really blackrock is really pro hamas and they're pro you know they're what was it, the, the woke shit right all the, the leftist the anti-white woke shit that's been in the west right they're like trying to say well those those factions of forces or whatever are now pro Pro Hamas and stuff like that, and and, and that's not true. It's sh- it's shattering this previous kind of political delineation of what side you're you're supposedly on. The ref- left right paradigm has kind of been upended for some time, you know, kind of in the way like how the left have become pro war and the right is not. You know, these things kind of shifts around a little, right? But this has really shattered it to a different degree, and a lot more. Uh, you know, fights with over over this issue. You know, there's some internally in the dissident right, if you prefer that term as well. Everything from like, we're not only pro-Palestine, we're pro-Hamas, and we're pro. We have to like worship the soil that the Palestinians walk on. I mean, not quite, but almost. You know, what I mean, they're our greatest allies and stuff like that. While there seems to be a negle- neglecting the fact that this movement, when it's in Western countries, is as anti-white as as, as all of them, and uh, all of these factions have been right. And there's a lot of you know playing both sides here going on as well. By by the way, behind the scenes, right. When is it beneficial? In what capacity is it beneficial? So anyway, let's let's start this clip around uh, 5.22 here because uh, there's a couple of things I want to uh, comment on that Alex mentioned on Steve Bannon's show. So let's take it from right around here. But if you expand on that, what Eric was trying to get to earlier, yep. if you go back to 2006, 2007... By the way, Eric Prince from Blackwater is sitting in with Steve Bannon in this interview too. It's kind of And the whole war with Hezbollah in southern Lebanon. Famously, the... Uh, you know, the uh, <clears throat> private mercenary slash military uh, company, right, that was in Iraq. Uh, a lot of atrocities there, too. And, and the Golan Heights, the Israelis roll in with all their tanks, all their weapons. They do the artillery barrages, and they go in, and then they pop up behind them in the tunnels and and, and, and defeat the Israelis. So they're going to try that again. So they're going to have to sacrifice a lot of Israeli troops. They're going to have to do it like Putin did, sending in his scrubs, you know, in, in the in, in, uh, a year and a half ago in, in the first wave of the invasion. Let them use up weapons, missiles, and then use that with satellites to target where Hezbollah, where Hamas pops up 
and then they can send in the next wave and the next wave. So the Israelis, if they want to lose less troops, are going to have to sacrifice the first few waves for target acquisition when a Hamas directed by Hezbollah pops up. I mean, I'm no general. I wouldn't go with that plan. I wouldn't go with that plan. I would, I would use Moab carpet bombing in lanes and basically just destroy it inch by inch, driving down. <laughs> so now some people comment on that. I linked it up. So, Whoa, easy there, sailor. Really not. Now, he does say, you know, vacuum, whatever, but it was all these other things, right? And, and granted, in fairness to Alex Jones here, he's he's talking about what would need to be done, right? Kind of thing. Uh, what, what do they need to do to get the, you know, to root us, you know, Hamas or whatever? Uh, but of course, but he's staunchly, you know, pro-Israel. He, he's he's always been, right? And so uh, it's it's valid to criticize some of his uh, takes on this here. And, and again, I'm doing it because I think he's, he's frankly incorrect, especially in terms of where he goes with this. And of course, one of the crit critiques here is to continuously point out, well, you know, he, the the conflicts we now see in the West, which Alex recognized, and you know, even in this interview, I believe he he mentions Islam is like the biggest issue. That's the the, the singular issue we have to deal with, them or whatever. It's like, yeah, Islam in the West is a huge problem. It might even be a problem in some of their countries. Or will they ever want to attack us? Yeah, maybe, you know, kind of thing. But to not recognize APAC and the the, the Jewish involvement in like the foreign wars and the interest there. Or the opening of our borders, whatever. It's just, it's not just like incorrect. It's just, it's that's 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 dumb. It's dangerous, right? Because you're being now used by these people. Either you know, many people argue, well, that that's his game. He's he's doing that intentionally. That's he's intentionally you know hiding that or lying about that, whatever. Uh, which would might be the case, or whatever. But uh, we try to we try to analyze this correctly. And see, well, what's going on here? Who's who's playing who? What side is being used? Who did this to us? Why is this happening? What's going on with the wars in the Middle East? What's the interests here? What's the religious aspects to this? What's some of the, uh, you know, blueprints and plans that that uh, that exist, you know, in terms of theology, the Abrahamic religions about an you know an end times uh, stage, and that a lot of people, there's people who are on to anticipate this, whether it's uh, Christian Zionists or some of the Orthodox Jews that we looked at clips at what and whatnot. But there's some weird twists and turns here, too, coming up uh, with, like, he's basically saying later in the clip, like, BlackRock is basically, like, you know, because they're woke, right? BlackRock is woke because they, they funded and sponsored a lot of this shit in, in the U.S. and in an extension Western countries, which is which is true, right? It, it's woke. But they're not pro-Palestine here. They're not you know, leftists on this issue. Here, Here's where the flip happens, and I'll show you proof of that later. Uh, but anyway, let's continue to Alex. I'm getting 200 feet taking out those tunnels. They just have to simply make everybody evacuate and then level at least northern Gaza. That's the only way to do this. Well, again, where are they going to go to? Right. It's like, ironically, like no matter who wins, we lose. Right. Uh, Scott Ritter pointed this like, oh, Israel is over. The experiment with Israel is over. If, they, if, if, you know, they're scared shitless, they have a bad military, blah, blah, blah. Which means that most people in Israel is going to flee to other Western countries. They'll flee to Europe and America. Well, we don't want more immigration in the West. That's it. Or if, you know, Arab countries lose, then a lot of Arabs are going to continue to flow into Europe and other Western countries, just like they have over decades and decades since these wars were going on, right? 37 million people displaced, American foreign policy, APAC, neoconservatism. We've shown these many times before. We have to keep pointing these things out, right? The interests here, whose interests have caused and created a lot of these problems. And that's where Alex Jones fail. 
He doesn't talk much about this. Hang on, hang on. In either option he just laid out, in either option he laid out, that by definition will start a general look. The, 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 the Arabs and the Persians hate each other, but they hate the West more. This yep. is nothing but the, and we the gotta Arab stop, street. We got to stop calling them Iran and stop calling them Hamas and stop calling them Hezbollah. Those are phony names the media wants. It's the Persians, it's the Muslim Brotherhood, and it's what, the party of God up there in Lebanon? Hey, these are bad actors. This, is, this has been 3,000 years. You go back 3,000 years, you got the Greeks and the Persians, you got the Romans and the Persians, or Jerusalem, and now it's us. The- but they can't see the Arch of Titus and the Roman victory over Judea. Uh, they can't see that old grudge being part of this as well, right? It's it's, it's one-sided view of historically, because again, Steve Bannon points it out later, uh, because these are our Judeo-Christian, you know, uh, values here, and and those are our bros, and no matter what they've done, you know, from <laughs> from you know, opening the gates to Toledo to USS Liberty, and you know, possibly, you know, probably, most likely, uh, in 9/11 involvement, and all these things. Look at America and other countries involved in, in, in foreign wars. They will just go blind to those kinds of things, right? The Judeo-Christian West. It's That's a total, it there it total trap. On- there it is, right. It's a total trap. It's a total trap, and I think that's why Israel's waited now a week and a half to go in. Because they're starting to think a little, a, a little trap. clearer here. Yeah. Look at what the Democrats. Yeah. Look at what the the, the, the left doing worldwide. They're deplatforming and. Look at so here's the extension. Look at what the left is doing worldwide. Listen to to this uh, part. The of banking here. and shutting down conservatives because they know cutting the money off. You're totally right. The answer is stop giving Iran money and any of these hedge funds caught involved with any of these uh, Islamic groups need to have their money seized because they're not Americans. They're foreign outside groups. It's cut and dry. Exactly. Instead of the FBI focused on January Sixers and all the rest of this, they need to be arresting people that say, I love what Hamas did. I want more of that in America. And then you're going to find that there's money from Iran and there's money from the Muslim Brotherhood. So this is where you're supposed to arrest people. This is what the FBI is supposed to do instead of trying to put Steve Bannon and Donald Trump and Alex Jones and Eric Prince in prison because that's all they do is try to <clears throat> yeah I mean they've gone after conservatives as long as it's advantageous right because these are people that mildly also have you know stood up against woke and anti-whiteness and these kinds of things right so that it, it's been advantageous up to that point but now interestingly there's a flip things are breaking apart things are chattering on this front uh, chattering shattering rather and people are not, uh, wait, wait a minute, what's, what side are we on here? Listen to the example he brings up about the ADL, the former ex-ADL employee. Again, we cover this in more detail in Western Warrior. But this is very interesting because it's a, it's just not a, it's not a correct view on the situation. Let, let, let him continue. You'll see what Put I mean. real Americans in prison instead of protecting us from the Islamic disease. Alex, is this... A- what about the Zionist disease that have also caused so many problems in our countries and the m- wars in the Middle East, right? Well, why not understand that this is a, that this, <laughs> it's like, yes, Islam is a major issue when it's in European and Western countries. We talk about that all the time. Like these are not, we can't ally with these. In, in our countries, they, they see us as, as heretics or kufars or heathens or whatever the hell it is. And they don't like us. You can't, you know, they, they're, this is white supremacy. We're fighting the colonialists, right? But it's it's this movement is anti-white at the end of the day. But now because it's you know well wait a minute Jews are at the top of the victim hierarchy. What what's happening here? This doesn't make it doesn't make sense. How do we you know how do we parse this? And you'll see what I mean when it comes to the the ADLPs here too. From from the Straits of Taiwan, South China Sea, 
to the eastern Russian-speaking border of Ukraine, now to Gaza, uh, and most importantly, on the southern border of the United States and in every city, the chemical warfare, fentanyl. Is this the, global, is this the globalist war that we, have to, that we have to win? Well, you said it last hour. There's a lot I could say here, but I'm just, I'll just let it roll to the ADL point. But it's like, okay, sure. I mean, yes, as China is jockeying for power, you know, the BRICS countries is a problem, whatever. Like, we get all those kinds of things. But what about the current, like, occupying interests in (laughs) many Western countries? All right. And and of course, Eric's the expert. This is unrestricted warfare. And I agree, World War III started when when, when China went to... Yeah, it's just the Chaikoms. That's unrestricted warfare. No, it's bigger than that. It's more than warfare. We're in World War III. The only question is, will it go nuclear? And again, I just point out, the American people that are conservatives and populist are harassed, are are hunted, are, are censored. All of our good attorney generals and all of our good leaders get indicted or get investigated. I mean, all three of us have been criminally harassed and criminally investigated when obviously we're straight arrows. And so the American people have to understand that. And, and, and yes, they're going after what's some judge now. This and, and, and none of this is like, you know, I'm not trying to justify any of that. Obviously, this shouldn't happen to, to these people, obviously, if that even has to be said. But I'm saying uh, there, there's, a, there's a bigger picture here that these people are just either willfully ignoring or, or they're just not, they, they just don't have the scope to bring that into it. It's too complicated because Judeo-Christian values or whatever. Our FBI, our Justice Department, literally will not lift a finger to stop real Islamic terror or hundreds of thousands of military-age men pouring in here, millions into Europe. Who's doing that, Alex? And, and the left Who's helping to do that? Is using them as a client group that they can activate anytime they want when CNN goes with the hoax that Israel blew up that hospital, even though within hours it was known it wasn't true. Where are the apologies? Yeah, apparently there, there's an argument here that it didn't happen or something like that. It was fake or it was like, oh, well, it happened in the parking lot. and you know. But again, there's plenty of other bombings of other buildings. You don't even have to get into the weeds of that particular I- event. It could be other things. But anyway. These were other attractions now. Well, they're buried in the newspapers. So the left is playing this very dangerous game with Islam that'll tell them whatever they want to hear. And the yes. left is allied and BlackRock is allied and the big money is allied and they're untouchable. BlackRock and the big banks are allied with, uh, he, it's kind of a slight distinction or a disconnection between the, the arguments, but it's make, but it's saying the far left Muslims and BlackRock. Right? You hear that? Because they believe they're going to be able to use them to terrorize us at some uh, undetermined point into submission. And then just like 9-11, they use the police state they set up on the American people instead of on the people that are not Americans that are here that mean us harm. So we are a big, giant target. And it needs to stop. And we need to just, as a grassroots, let the Justice Department and, and, and the government know, we know what you're doing. We see through it. And when the Islamicists... When the Persians and when the Muslim Brotherhood, because you're right, that's their real names, when they launched their attacks, or, 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 or I mean, they, they called an ADL employee. Here, listen to this part here. The, the ADL had inside the organization pulling down signs of Jewish hostages, and it's happening yeah. all over the country. Yeah. And, and then they erased their website about it's it. That's yeah. how infiltrated, yeah. that's, listen, the ADL, if you criticize radical expansionist Islam, you get criticized by the ADL. Well, as long as the middle, the, the the Muslims can be used against white people, yes, that that could be very well true. But this is the point again. On this conflict now, that all switches, right? No, now no one no. Well, who's who do we who's allied with whom here, right? All of this is breaking up, and it's not true. Let me pull up the link here. 
yes, this person who pulled them down, and they're all upset about that. And my point was like, well, wait a minute. Why do you need posters of Israeli kids being uh, being uh, kidnapped in Israel? You know, six thousand seven hundred and forty-four miles away. Why do you need that in you know, as some of these say here, an upscale shopping center in Chestnut Hill, Boston, Massachusetts? They have these like Israeli kids were you know. Uh, taking hostages. This is, of course, to garner support for their war or for more money and stuff like that, right? This is a propaganda war. Here's another one. More human excrement, this time from Santa Barbara. And yes, these are your... These are the, funny enough, the allies. They used to be the allies of the ADL because it's an anti-white organization, right? You have the or you have to go look at the origin of woke, which they're criticizing, whatever. I get to BlackRock in a moment. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I just wanted to show that real quick. Where do they go here? The post. Oh yeah, here here's the New York Times. Uh, sorry, the uh, New York Post piece here, right? NYU student admits ripping down Israeli hostage posters. And and yes, this one does say uh, she used to work. She once worked for the Anti Defamation League. She's not an employee. It's not like an, an ADL official that went out and ripped them down. The, Alex, you're missing this. ADL is staunch. Always have been. Will always be. Primarily a Zionist organization that stands up for Jews, number one. But as long as you can use other groups as a sledgehammer against white society, white people, Western civilization, they will. But now they want us on their side <laughs> to fight their fucking wars for them. So now it's like, what do we what do we, what do, we do now? It was this whole piece in uh, Tablet Magazine. It was like the, the soul-searching piece. Like, what? How did this happen? Well, how come a, ni- a nice girl vandalizes Israeli hostage rescue posters? Yasmin Dizyemi's journey from a young ADL, no place for hate intern, to Hamas campaigner to apologizing on social media is a study in the profound political confusion of the campus woke. Well, what do you think woke is the origin of? Right? What is wo- leftist cultural Marxism, progressive liberal ideas? talk about cultural Marxism, you can't uh, not talk about Columbia University, you talk about Columbia University, uh, you have to look at the Frankfurt School of Social uh, Studies and things like that, or, or social critique, things like this, right? And who's behind that? You know, Her- Her- Marcuse, uh, Horkheimer, right? Uh, George Lukas, all these people, right? It's Jewish activists. So they help to cl- create this left-wing environment that's now in a way either a biting them in the ass or number two it was the intention so that we will sympathize with israel and join their side or whatever but this is one part of this that i i feel uh, alex is not quite gay so you see the, well why is the adl the adl went down and ripped it no they would never do that come on would never do that this is a this is a young woman who joined the adl because they were anti-white Right? They're anti-white, no place for hate, they're anti-racist organization. And now they don't know what side to stand on because wait a minute, what it, well, Jews are the, in Israel at least, they're they're they wouldn't criti- these people wouldn't criticize like Jewish influence in politics or anything like that, rarely at least. No, they're still on their side then, but in terms of Israel, that's a Western colonialist outpost that needs to be destroyed, right? That's where they stand. But now those it's a bit befuddlement here, and no one knows where, where to stand. Anyway, this whole piece goes through this. But he brought up BlackRock, right? Let me show you that real quick here, too. Uh, the informant, Daily News. Several major CEOs, 
put their weight behind Israel, slam those supporting Hamas. So this is just incorrect by uh, Alex Jones here. He talked about the BlackRock with Larry Finkelstein. You think that would side with Hamas or pro-Israeli? Fa- no, of course not. Wall Street supports Israel 100%. Israel declared war against Hamas after the terrorist group infiltrated the country on October 7th, firing thousands of rockets in residential areas. A lot of people were killed, blah, blah, blah. Many top U.S. CEOs have consequently been speaking out in support of Israel against those who have publicly supported Hamas. Bill Ackman, uh, Perishing Square CEO, Mark Rowan, Apollo Management, Larry Fink, BlackRock CEO, JP Morgan CEO, Jamie Dimon, right? So they're, they're pro-BLM, and yes, they funded them there on those issues. But now they're flipping, you see? Oh, no, 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 of course we, 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 we design a state here. Anyway, he got he got tr- triggered here. Yeah. J JQR code, I think it is. JQR code uh, on Odyssey says Nick and Jones failed to debate the Middle East, further misleading anyone on the right. Oh, they didn't. Uh, they were going to talk about it, but they didn't, or the debate didn't happen, or something. Uh, yeah, I didn't follow that yet, but uh, I heard something about it. Maybe they will. Uh, we got uh, McDozer again here. Says, bro, that little boy's chin quivering hit my heart. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not soft, man. I served two tours and I've taken lives, lost my brother's lives, and I've worked for the devil. The uh, J.E.W. Israel disregard for the young is beyond my comprehension. Hard to watch. It is hard to watch, especially if you have a young, young children yourself, and you just you see your own kid in that, and you know. It's like, look, I know it happened on the other side too, right? But man, we're seeing a lot more footage coming out from that side. And that's not even with the backing up of the of Western mainstream media, right? It's hard. Uh, let me see what else do we have here. Der Sherusker, good to see you. Says the face of Jewish supremacy on all levels. Thank you, Der Sherusker. So, yeah. So he got uh, Alex um, see through it all. He said, "Well, we did it, boys. We've triggered the Zionist dude, Alex Jones." Um, and I think it's I think it's fair in the comments in the sense that like, you know, yeah, you 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 just take that. Oh, they you know carpet bomb Gaza and stuff. And technically, he spoke about what you know what he would do or how would you solve the issue kind of thing. He doesn't say would he is is that what he's supportive of? Maybe it is that I haven't heard if if it is right. But anyway, l- listen to some of the other things he said. He says what what what's people's with obsession with Israel and it's kind of this like well what did what did Israel ever do to you, or, or not even Israel? Because I'm I'm saying you, it's inseparable from 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 Jewish identity, right? Which of course is is ethnicity. It's, it is religion, and it's a race, and it's you know a, a country. Uh, Alan Greenblatt, kind of uh, not Alan, um, Jonathan Greenblatt, clarified this well in the clip, right? This is inseparable from Jewish identity, right? It's it's kind of it's one of the same, and I think that's true. There's there's some uh, there's some outliers. There's some people. There's some Jews that criticize this, right? You have the Noi Karta, Nuai Karta, whatever the uh, rabbis is it rabbis against Zionism or Jews against Zionism? That's the group, right? You have some of those, right? You have some of those, but those are outliers. That's not the, that's not the majority. And look, they have white privilege is a problem. This is white supremacy. White people have, uh, you know, have dictated global affairs. 
you know, white people are a problem. It's you know, white DNA is an issue. Like these have we've just had decades of this now, of us all being lumped together as white people to like you benefit from white privilege. Excuse me. You uh, you know, white people are white supremacists. Most of them, most of them are racist and stuff. We've been bludgeoned by this to to browbeat us to to get us to feel guilt over who we are for for a few decades now at least. It's gone on longer than that, but it's really come out in the open. By taking your kids to anti-racism courses, where the kids, you know, white people are bad, you know, kind of thing. White people bad. That's basically how it's summarized. And now you're telling me we can't, you know, collectivize a group on the other side and then say, well, if you're going to do that to us, let's look at your activities then collectively. Are they outliers? Yeah, of course there are. There's some people that are not agreeing with this. Their voices are critical. Gilad Atzman, Israel Shamir. Uh, there's other people, right? But it's not too many of them. Some of these, you know, Jews against Zionism groups. Uh, you know, there's some outliers, but uh, but collectively, overall, no, this seems to be the majority. Uh, they're lining up to to you know to blame whites, and you know we got to open their borders, and they haven't learned to be multicultural yet, and that and that's the criticism here, right? So let me let me get to what I mean here. Alex Jones, they hate it. It's like they hate Israel for no reason whatsoever. That's what it, that's what I'm hearing here. Right? They were wargaming the scenarios, and what do the foaming at the mouth anti-deceptive Israel lobby do? I just the deceptive anti-Israel lobby. Anti-Israel lobby. Well, I think the Israel lobby is a bigger problem here, Alex. But okay, okay. So, so he's he's, you know, going on the defensive because people pulled out that clip and say, look, he wants to carpet bomb Gaza. And I, I, I give him that. He he didn't say I I will I want to, them to do this. He said that's what I would do if you wanted to take out the threat. That that's granted, right? Um, but it's the other part of this which is like. Why are they? Why are they anti-Israel? Well, what do you think? Right? Lobby do. I just, I, I, I'll detail some of this. For you. Never get over the pure deception of the people that lie and say I work for Israel, and because they're the. I don't think he works for Israel. Maybe maybe there's some evidence evidence there. I'm not sure. I, I, this is not my main gig of watching Alex Jones or breaking him down or whatever. But uh, but but you're but you're ba- you're backing them, and in my view, you're refusing to look at some of the legitimate criticism of why people are looking at Israel and 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 Jewish interests in Western affairs, and why and how it, all of that has led us to the point where we are now. Superior ones, because all they do is obsess on Israel all day. It's always this. I remember the clip where it's like Jonathan Greenblatt and the ADL are basically Hitler, right? It's always oh god, like here we go. Uh, like no, they're not. They think they're defeating uh, uh, Hitler and Nazis by like replacing white people and you know whatever. The 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 the, the minority of the right wing that is Israel obsessed. Yeah, for no reason whatsoever. Never. T- Israel didn't do nothing. Talks about the open borders and all the Islamists being brought in. Uh, yes, we do. So okay, so he must be talking about a different faction then, right? Because we do one hundred percent all the time, and in fact, we tie it. In some cases, even directly to Israel, such as when they're deporting refugees from Israel to Sweden and paying them money to never come back again. That's one. The other one is, of course, how Israeli foreign ministry is directly involved in funding Israel. Remember that when this was exposed, they took this down from their website? Israel, of course, famously is helping to bring in refugees to European countries. And it was on the Israeli foreign minister website. Israel extends assistance to refugees, not into Israel, but into European countries. That's a direct link to Israel in and of itself. But since you have this unseparable identity tied 
between you know Jewish identity, Zion, Israel, and stuff like that, in a majority of the of the population there. You must look at some of the activist groups because well, those are just left wing Jews. Well, we've shown you clips of the Orthodox rabbis. They're talking about how this is extermination of Amalek. This is uh, payback uh, for the destruction of the Second Temple in Rome, right? So we got to go after Edom, you know, or Esau. These different terms that they use. And well, let's let's play a little bit more of the. And now the left's backing them because that's their real takeover plan. Here's a clip out of context: Moab carpet bombing in lanes and basically just destroy it inch by inch, driving down 200 feet, taking out those tunnels. They just have to simply make everybody evacuate and then level at least northern Gaza. And is that, you could, what, I think the more criticism that make everyone evacuate, well, how, number one, how and where and where would they go and all these you know kind of things, right? But anyway. That's the only way to do this. Hang on. Hang on. And again, why did you get a longer clip? Because we're saying don't go in, it's a trap. But this is the best option if Israel does it, and that's a humanitarian disaster. But you're not given that because these people are deceiving you. And that's what they do. And well, you're not, you're not recognizing what a scourge Israel has been to create the situation. And, and those who back Israel, those who support Israel, American foreign policy, Millions displaced from wars in the Middle East, neoconservatism, APAC, we could go on and on, we keep showing it. What involvement does the Biden regime has in this? Dual citizenship, you could go on and on, on and on. And we should, right? Barbara Spector. I think there's a resurgence of anti-Semitism because at this point in time, Europe has not yet learned how to be multicultural. And I think we're going to be part of the throes of that of that transformation, which must take place. Europe is not going to be the monolithic uh, uh, societies that they once were in the last century. Jews are going to be at the center of that. It's a huge transformation for Europe to make. They are now going into a multicultural mode, and Jews will be resented because of our leading role. But without that leading role and without that transformation, Europe will not survive. Oh, she's just a, it's just a one outlier. Don't worry about it. Oh, really? Oh, really? It's just it, these clips keep coming. These activists keep coming. It doesn't end. She, by the way, got a prize from the Swedish king recently. Remember that? There's another one. Ingrid Lundfors. We exposed her a while back, too. Same thing there. Um, let me see if I can find that real quick. So it's just for Ingrid. Um, no. Okay, maybe I, was, I had it somewhere else in a different folder. God damn it. All right. Anyway, it's a, there's this other Jewish activists in Sweden. Right? She's, of course, famously from Paideia, which is a Jewish learning center in Stockholm, where they're advocating for this. This went, you know, viral at the time. This was back in 2010 or something like that, maybe even a little bit earlier. And it, she's not a one-off. She's actually very influential in, the, in, the, in this whole game, right? There's others like her, and we'll talk about those in a moment. But uh, look at this one. Philip Spector was born in Buffalo, New York, and educated at Columbia College and the Jewish Theological Seminary of America, Master of Hebrew Letters, Rabbinical Orthodox, uh, or Ordation, and Doctor of Theology, blah, blah, blah. He's married to Barbara Leonard Spector, the director of Paideia. They've gotten three wonderful children, six fantastic grandchildren, all living in Israel. So she's in Israel now, and she's like jet-setting between like part-time in Stockholm or something like that, but primarily her time is in Israel. But she's working actively to replace white people. Have you ever showed that clip, Alex? 
1967 film Barbara made Aliyah to Israel. Uh, there they served Ashkelon rabbi for 15 years. So she's she's not just a left-wing lunatic. She's she's tied into the rabbinical tradition through her husband. These are deeply religious Jews that are doing some of this stuff as well. It's not just that the Ben Shapiro um, defense, right? Oh, Hollywood, they're just liberals. Oh, really? That clip we played when uh, uh, Steven Spielberg's mom visits the Rebbe, right? Uh, the Chabad movement Rebbe. All these other uh, Orthodox Jews that are writing scripts in Hollywood and stuff is conveyor belt of them one after another. Uh, it says here, 70 days later, he retired, Philip Spector, from that position and subsequently served in Stockholm as the rabbi of the Great Synagogue, a post which he held for seven years. That's when she made that during that time. That's when she made that that clip came out. He now enjoys retirement and divides his time between Stockholm and Israel. Right? That's Philip Spector. This is not a nobody. It's not just some random woman who's just like, well, you know, that doesn't mean anything. She can't speak for everybody. Okay, well, if you don't think, if you're Jewish and don't think she should can speak for you, speak up against it. Start organizing against these people that are not pulling you down in there. Again, if it was white people doing this, it was a white people is dead. White people is trying to destroy Israel. Look at all these activists that are doing this, right? Annette Kahane, another Jewish activist in uh, in Germany. Just just briefly, there you are in Germany. Isn't the situation there indicative of the, the rest of the European continent, where we're actually seeing the EU expanding more and more? How do you now see the future of uh, the issue of immigration developing now across the whole of the European continent, based on what you're seeing there in Germany? This is a very good point, because immigration is the future. You cannot work and um, live in a globalized world, in, in the middle of the world, in Europe, without immigration and uh, moving populations. So you have to really make a good policy of immigration all over Europe. And we see this, that the history of Europe, with this long history of nationalism and small countries, is now um, is now getting into a crisis. So yeah, um, who helped to create that a, crisis, um, Aneta? This would be. A She's like an ex-Stasi woman too. Anyway, she just goes on. We don't have time to play that whole damn clip. But it's just you know conveyor belt of these kinds of things. Activist. Oh, it's the oh nationalism. Okay, but, but okay. Now do Israel then? Will you do? No, of course not. No lignative. My concern is uh, is doing away with whiteness. Why this is, uh, this is, you know, academics now in, in American universities, Jewish malignity. Whiteness is a form of racial oppression, sure. The suggestion is that it is somehow possible to separate whiteness from oppression, and it is not. There can be no white race without the phenomenon of white supremacy. If you abolish slavery, you abolish slaveholders. In the same way, if you abolish racial oppression, you do away with whiteness. Trees anyway, it goes on from there. Here's another one in Germany. Uh, Gregory Gissi. Ladies and gentlemen, I hereby prompt you to participate at the protest Live Better Without Nazis. Diversity is our future. On the 6th of June, blah, blah, blah. This is a, uh, yeah, we have to take a stand against the Nazis. Uh, this is a left-wing politician in Germany, a Jewish left-wing politician. Because of our history between 1933 and 45, we are obligated to treat refugees properly. But not in Israel, not Palestinians. We also have to save their lives in the Mediterranean and bring them to Europe, of course, just like Israel did. Uh, Israel aided it. There has to be a legal and bureaucratic way to get asylum in Europe. 
Countries like porn, very Catholic by the way, have to be willing to accept more refugees. Oh, and by the way, every year more native Germans die than there are born. This is very fortunate. It's because the Nazis are not very good at having offspring. Okay, I smirk, smirk here too. Uh, this decline of Germans is why we're so dependent on immigration from foreign countries. That's right. See you at the next, see you at the process. Live better without Nazis. Diversity is our future, right? It just, it never ends. Douglas Roshkoff in America. The thing that makes Judaism dangerous to everybody, to every race, to every nation, to every idea, is that we smash things that aren't true. We don't believe in the boundaries of nation state. We don't believe <laughs> in the ideas of the... Yes, especially not for Israel, as we've seen. These individual gods that, that you know... That there we go again. Pagans today, evil pay. We monotheism. Individual... Uh -huh. The, this well, our our God is the one uh, the the true one, right? Yes, of course. of course, Douglas. These are all artificial constructions, and Judaism really teaches us how to see that. In a sense, our detractors have us right, in that we are a corrosive force. We're breaking down the false gods of all nations and all people because they're not real, and that's very upsetting to people. All right, we don't have to listen to Jewish reggae right there. That's <clears throat> a bit too much. Uh, Prager, you. One consequence of open borders is, I answered, uh, that we start uh, asking who helped to open our borders, maybe? Matt Walsh once went off, right? The pro-Palestinian marches are just BLM reincarnate. Literally, the exact same people with the exact same objectives, anti-West, anti-Whites. Uh, yes, but ironically, who created that environment at the university campuses? You know, now do do woke and go to the, I mean, didn't he, this guy actually literally said that like behind the trans movement was like Nazi experiments or something like that, when it's clearly it was like um, Magnus Hirschfeld, uh, Adam Levy, and like a couple of others in Weimar, Germany, they begun it. He looked the other way for all that stuff, right? So like, yes, they are anti-West and they are anti-White. But what has happened with the woke leftist movement now, at least when it's in our countries, that as such, it doesn't exist in Israel as, as it does in the West. Uh, it's, it's one that believes, well, Israel is just a, a white colonialist country. And of course, that is why you can't align yourself in our countries with these people either. It's, you can't, I, I feel Americans, many Americans don't understand this, especially like right, they think, they haven't, you haven't lived with Muslims. Like when they're in our, they might be fine when they're in their countries, some of them or whatever. But like when they're in our countries, they are hostile, they are violent, uh, they get off on, on hurting you and raping your daughters and, and robbing your grandmothers, most of them, right? Many of them. And I don't care if there's, a, oh, well, there's a couple of good ones. Okay, great. But go make your own, go enrich your own country. Go strengthen your country. Why, why come with all these immigrants? Are they, they only strengthen when they come to our countries. I mean, they don't, but you know what I mean. But somehow they can't strengthen their own countries. There, their supposed diversity is not a strength. They have to leave to become strong to enter into ours. And then, of course, then a ton of them are misbehaving, uh, criminalized to, to, to a point where they're criminals, right? Raping, rape, rape gangs, uh, you know, massive problems in our countries. And I don't care if there's a couple of good ones. It's like, well, we, we don't, sorry, we don't want that. Okay. We want our own countries. We want them back. We need to take them back. We need to stand up for our own people. This is our countries. This is for us. You have your own countries. 
Yes, I wish you well. I wish that those uh, people that brought you war in your countries, and that's partially now our responsibility to break up too, but that's of course why I'm here criticizing the neoconservative movement, why I'm criticizing APAC and all these people that have, have these politicians in most Western countries. And yes, the U.S. is of course a preeminent country who are driving these wars, right? That's why we're criticizing those, which I feel, and Alex Jones and some of these other conservatives, Matt Walsh, Prager U, leaves out. Check this clip from APAC here. For six years, we've advanced the U.S.-Israeli uh, uh, relationships by lobbying for every, by lobbying every American leader, no matter the political party. Please welcome Senate Democratic Leader. The Senate Republican Leader. Please welcome Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives. Please welcome Secretary of State. I'm honored to introduce the Vice President of the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. Please welcome back to the apex stage, the Prime Minister of Israel. From day one, Israel found itself in a unique alliance. The alliance between Israel and the United States of America. In the United States, our support for Israel is bipartisan, and that is how it should stay. Our strategic ally, our unbreakable friendship. America is safer when we stand with Israel. Because if you care about American security, you must care about Israel's security. It's the policy, not the party. There you go. So no matter who wins, we win. May God bless Israel. And may God bless the United States of America. Thank you. Yeah. There you go. Just one step. Well, the, why? Why do? What does it even matter? What? What has anything? Uh, what has this have to do with anything? <laughs> this has no bearing on anything at all, right? That's kind of the takeaway here, right? Sam Parker replied to that uh, tweet by Matt Walsh right there. Zionism itself is anti-white and anti-Western. Matt Walsh joined the Zionist-controlled right, trying to impose the false dichotomy that you, if you support Palestine or if you don't support Israel bombing the shit out of Gazan civilians, then you're anti-Western slash anti-white. Patently absurd and intellectually dishonest. This is your brain on the Psyobucks. I oppose BLM. I oppose Zionism. I'm extremely pro-white and pro-Western civilization. Matt tries to deny I exist. Yeah, it's always this kind of, you know, Alex said that too. It's like, oh, they're just, you know, whatever did uh, these activists do to you? They didn't didn't do nothing, you know, kind of thing. And yes, in you know, in you know, these some of these Palestinian movement, yes, they're anti-white too. We get that. We recognize that. You got to see both sides, right? Anyway, it's been it's been threads on this, and people are you know kind of falling apart on like in the seams here, right? Uh, well, who do we support when you know like uh, I'm not confused about this, you know what I mean? I, I know where I stand on this, uh, and I'm and I think by this event, if that's the right word, this war broke out has just cemented the the position. Like, yeah, look at will you look at that? I was we we were correct. It's not a it's not a contradiction here for me. You know what I mean? But I feel it's for many others. They're like trying to. Well, well wait a minute. What do we? Uh, I thought we were. Whatever. I worked for the ADL, but now uh, wait a minute. I'm, but I'm anti-white. But now you're pro-Jewish, and I thought well, or pro-Israel. What what uh, what happens here now? You know, kind of thing. Congress is now three times as Jewish as the U.S. itself. But uh, nothing. But. It nothing means anything. It does it has nothing to do with anything, right? Why does the U.S. unequivocally stand with Israel? What what could be what could be the reason, right? Dual citizenships, all this kind of stuff. 
Um, last thing we'll have to do there, and then I have to wrap up here, guys. But um, And uh, we got a couple more here. Dr. Shuriska says, to truly learn history means to open your eyes and discover the forces that caused historical events to happen. That's right. That's Is that a quote? Yeah, it looks like you put that in quote. I forget who said that, but uh, it's a good one. Thank you. Uh, there, Shurushka, appreciate your support. Western Critique says, the Israel-Palestine stuff just, uh, stuff, stuff's just way too divisive. It's like kryptonite to the right wing. Uh, it's hard to tell who in your audience who likes or dislikes Muslims or Jews more. Well, I mean, we, I think for me, it's pretty clear. I get what you mean. And and, and yes, so a lot of people are kind of falling apart on that. or st- Again, starting fact, kind of like what they did over Russia, Ukraine, you know, type thing. And that, of course, is more relatable to our that's two European countries fighting. It's more white people, more Slavs dying at the hands of these interests controlling uh, both countries. I'd say, so that's no good, you know, kind of thing. In in this uh, in this case, I, I take our I take our side. What is going to be good for our side, and that's what we have to do. I recognize we have a problem with, of course, Jewish uh, Zionism and these APAC groups and stuff like that in Western countries. APAC is not in in, in Europe, but but there's other equivalent organizations there and stuff like that, right? And so that that problem has to be dealt with, and then we have to deal with the be dealing with the immigration issue as well. On top of it, and I've said it before, it doesn't matter what order you do this, deal with the root problem that brought a lot of these people here, or deal with the people here first. Start whatever order you will, as long as we follow through. But a Matt Walsh will never recognize, and even Alex Jones will not recognize the participation of their Judeo-Christian brothers there. What they have done, the Judeo part of that, right? So last thing here. Uh, escalation, because we have it in the title as well. We have to talk about this real quick. Weapons flood West Bank, fueling fears of new war front with Israel. Iran warns Israel to stop war in Gaza or region will, quote, go out of control. So what are these APAC politicians in America doing? They're, of course, beating the drums of war with Iran. Um, Although these attacks are mostly by proxies, by the Houthis, by Hezbollah, by militias in Iran, uh, excuse me, in Iraq and Syria, Iran is who is behind all of this. Iran funded, supplied, trained the fighters of Hamas and is behind these other proxies that are uh, in the north. Israel helped to support uh, Hamas early in the process, at least. Uh, and Iran was supposedly surprised by the move, and there was no intelligence, the U.S. said. Uh, they, they didn't know that uh, they were uh, supposedly about to do this stuff. That's what U.S. intelligence said. They, they, Iran was, was in the dark. Interesting, huh? Uh, of Israel in the south of Lebanon, uh, in Yemen, uh, on the Arabian Peninsula, in Iraq. So we need to be striking back, um, and we need to be prepared for the very real prospect Um, that this will get harder before it gets easier. Um, Every leader we met with in Israel expressed gratitude for the visits of Secretary Austin, Secretary Blinken, and President Biden. And in particular, uh, that we have two carrier strike groups now immediately in the region. They have 80 jet fighters each. Uh, We've prepared for mobilizing thousands of troops if necessary. We obviously need to be, as, as Israel needs to be, strategic about this, Brett, but not responding um, is, is not an option either. I mean, you have the, the, the animating force behind the evil in that region is Iran. Uh, they are, all these entities, these terrorist organizations are Iranian proxies, and Iran needs to understand that they cannot continue um, to, you know, engage with and support these terrorist activities in the region, and particularly now with their attacks on American troops. That is a whole By the way, look at all those white supremacists there. We'll go get to a whole new level of escalation. 
and and there yes there's a couple of white like college liberals or whatever there too but a lot of non-whites are uh, lining up on that side fascinating is the it? message is going to have to be sent i mean i are, are the, their former greatest allies are now turning against them and biting them in the ass i don't think you can we can't afford not to act not acting is uh, in my view is even worse long term for that region and for the world so they, we got to go to war basically uh, what that's what they're saying Got to go to war with Iran. Here's the other one I forget to show, right? Adia, one week after Hamas brutal terror attacks in Israel, white supremacists continue to rail against Israel and the Jewish community, gathering in cities nationwide to promote their racist anti-Semitic propaganda. So they're, they're trying, see how they're trying? It's all anti-white, essentially, at the end of the day. In the region, of course, it's very much anti-Palestinian. They want to, you know, clear them out of there obviously I, I get that that's that's their job right but how they're spinning this in the u.s as in the eu the great even overwhelming majority of demonstrations community note here uh and riots that are anti-jewish and pro-hamas are by muslims and or extreme left-wing groups not by quote unquote white supremacist nor any other group with the financial times as the source for that isn't that uh, isn't that fascinating so here, here's a summary of, of what I feel kind of the conservatives want to do. They're okay with, uh, they want multiculturalism, they want multiracialism, but we have to absorb that. We have to, get, they actually want the Kalergi plan, but you have to do it slowly. So Nigel Farage will have to kind of just wrap this up for us here and kind of summarize this a little bit. Uh, of what I feel kind of like the mainstream kind of conservative position on this is like, yes, they're not in favor of what's going on with refugees and stuff like that. But it's almost some of them are more concerned with the fact that this is actually causing people to there's a counter reaction to this because it's going too fast. So what do we need to do? Listen to Nigel Farage here. You can't mix people from completely different civilizations in huge numbers. You can't do it. You have to do it slowly and bit by bit. <laughs> That's right. So they want to sound like he's want to do it. He just wants to do it bit by bit. Isn't that fascinating? All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up our show for today. Thank you for joining us and uh, getting another update here on the dire situation as we uh, as it escalates in the Middle East, uh, probably most likely, unfortunately, to even larger conflict because there's no cool heads here and everybody's emotional and upset and angry. And I, I get it. But um, Ah, there are there are there are ways to uh, to to de-escalate the situation, and that is certainly not happening uh, right now, ladies and gentlemen. All right, please join us at redassmembers.com, subscribe star or Odyssey. Support our work, ten bucks a month. You can sign up for a longer one if you want to get that uh, down per month as well. So we have one time from uh, three months all the way up to two years. So if you get a two-year one, it's almost thirty-five percent off. So uh, that's a good deal for you. We are. Uh, expanding. We want to continue to grow. We want to thrive here with Red Eyes. So if you want to support us even more, you can get an a executive producer tier or just a producer tier. Either way, that helps us tremendously. If you want to upgrade uh, or uh, you know uh, renew uh, your membership, you can do that as well. Speaking of that, thank you today to our executive producers, T. Lothrop Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Good Luck Lap, Jake, Red Pill Rundown, French 47, Mark Smith, no one Jeeves, President Obunga, Mongoose, William Fox, Angry White Soccer Mom, The Second Wanderer, Operation Werewolf, The Ride Never Ends, Francis Parker Yockey, Dilbob, Last Place Simp, Joseph Hart, 
Purple Haze, and our latest additions is Colin Marriott and Kami Combo Deal. Thank you, guys. Also, thanks to our mis- uh, producer, Mr. Walker696. You want on Leroy Dumont, Snark Pup, Eyes Open, Mr. Lemry, Urinu, Obadiah Hexwell, Perfect Brute, Single Action Army, and HP Lovecraft. Once again, if you want to get one of those, you can do it at the usual places where you can get our membership, Odyssey, Subscribe Store, or, of course, Red Eyes members.com thank you to everyone super chatting as well today we appreciate your support want to check one more time here make sure we're caught up to speed uh all right we'll be back with more soon we do have i think we still have the uh, uh interview lineup for tomorrow and then of course flashback friday we're also planning our uh, little halloween special stream have some fun stuff for that coming up so stay tuned ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us today uh stay cool out there take the uh, pro-white position always take the pro-european stance on all these issues what's good for us stand up for yourself because no one else is standing up for us That's how it goes. We'll see you guys later. Take care. Thank you for watching. Go to RedIceMembers.com and sign up for our exclusive members content. Don't miss our latest shows, interviews, and other videos only for subscribers. You can also become a member by signing up at Subscribestar.com forward slash RedIce. Get full access and help support our work. See you on the other side.